It's time for a wellness revolution. Brought to you by Hotsi Health and Wellness Center. Honest discussion on maintaining health and wellness naturally to enjoy a better quality of life. He's the doctor fighting to let you keep your doctor. Now, Dr. Stephen Hotsi. Dr. Hotsi's Wellness Revolution podcast is brought to you by Physicians Preference Pharmacy, formerly Hotsi Pharmacy. Welcome to Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution. I'm Stacey Banfield here with Dr. Stephen Hotsey, founder of the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center. And we have got a great guest coming back on the show, Dr. Sherry Rogers. She is such a wealth of information. She is a prolific writer, and she is here to talk to us about the ketogenic lifestyle. And I'm so excited to get her take on that because, as you know, if you're interested in the ketogenic lifestyle, you want to hear from all different places. You want to get all the information you possibly can. So I'm so excited to get Dr. Rogers' take on all things keto. Dr. Hotsey. Thanks so much, Stacy, And thank each one of you for joining us here on Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution. You know, I believe that every one of you needs a doctor and staff of professionals who can coach you on a path of health and wellness naturally so that as you mature, you've got energy, vitality, and enthusiasm for life without using pharmaceutical drugs. So this can easily be done, and a big starting point on that is your healthy eating lifestyle. Today we have with us Dr. Sherry Rogers, who I would say is probably the brightest woman in medicine I know. I think so. I don't so. know anybody that does as much research and has written as many books as she has. She's a wealth of information. It's incredible. She's uh, board certified in the American uh, Academy of Environmental Medicine, a fellow of the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology, a fellow of the American College of Nutrition. She's board certified in the American Board of Family Practice. And she is a prolific author. How many total books have you written on medicine now? Uh, 15, I guess. And, Fif- 15 and, and some. 20 and medical papers. Oh my goodness. Two chapters oh. and some books and on and on it goes. And, and a monthly newsletter that you've written, what, for how many years now? 25? 30 years. 30 years. That, mm. I mean, which is remarkable. It really is. So let me just give you a couple, some of the names of the books she's written so you can know. How to Cure Diabetes. Is Your Cardiologist Killing You? And, you know, I brought that up, uh, Dr. Rogers. Uh, is Your Cardiologist Killing You? I had a good, close friend of mine for decades uh, who lived out of state and would call me periodically and ask me what he needed to do. I said, well, just come on in here and, you know, we'll get you toned up and, um, and, and, and get you hitting all, all eight cylinders He'd call up and ask about thyroid or testosterone or various things. But he said, uh, you know, I've got my best friend's a cardiologist. And, uh, and his cardiologist had other plans for him. Well, out of the blue, he died of a heart attack uh, while fishing off the coast of Florida. Just suddenly developed chest pain. And by the time they got the boat to shore, he was gone. And uh, I thought about it. I said, that's so preventable. It's so unnecessary. And he was you know, in his uh, late 60s, and it, it, and it appeared to be in excellent health. But there you go. Is your cardiologist killing you? And I'd say Well, he, that's why we have the, the uh, crystal ball test, because they have saved more people, plus given them their lives back. Um, and I'm amazed constantly at how many people who feel they're very well and they have learned through the books and the newsletters how to get off their diabetes medicine or their high blood pressure medicine or how to cure their atrial fibrillation or whatever. And they think they're well, 
and then you look at their uh, 11-page essay of their blood, and they're, I'm amazed. Many of them, their RBC magnesium level, for just one example, is off the chart. It's so low, they should have had a heart attack yesterday, much less um, when they do have one. It will be fatal because no amount of cardioversion in the emergency room right. can resuscitate a heart that doesn't have enough magnesium. Exactly. So um, it's we really want people to start really knowing what um, is going on in their bodies. Um, the coronary calcium score, my gosh, we just that, had a that, fellow. That's um, so critical. We have oh, a, it we is. have a heart we, just, we have a heart scan machine here, and this friend of mine never had a heart scan, and you know. It's this. It's a very simple procedure. It takes about ten or fifteen minutes, and we can put you on a, a CT heart scan, computerized tomography heart scan, and we can determine if you have any calcification of your coronary arteries, and that is an indicator of whether or not you have coronary artery disease, and if so, how bad is it? And that gives you a. Uh, that's so very important. We've seen, you know, I've seen people, for instance. I'm 69. I've got a zero score. I've seen guys in there. Well, normally we do a uh, heart scan on men above 40, women above 50. But I had a fellow 37 who heard me talk about heart scan. He came in and got it, and he had a score of 250, which is very high for a 37-year-old. And, and coronary artery disease will grow grow about 30% every year. So you figure it'll compound. So, you know, as I like to tell people, uh, it takes about 25 or 30 years to cook a good heart attack. And he was already cooking one, and so you want to get the you want to take the pie out of the oven when that's happening. You want to stop it, and, and there are ways to arrest and and uh, reduce coronary calcification and coronary artery disease. But we're not well, talking. I'm so glad that you're doing them because we've been doing them since their creation, uh, since 1997, the coronary calcium scores. And uh, a good example of what you're saying, Dr. Hotze is uh, that everybody should be aware of. Uh, a fellow um, had a yearly uh, look at his uh, coronary calcium score and his uh, blood test, his crystal ball test that we do. And in the past, he had had a heart attack with two stents, uh, and he, was, uh, he had learned how to get rid of his atrial fibrillation, get rid of his blood pressure medicines. So he was on no medicines, no, no symptoms, and he played tennis every day in hot Florida sun with no symptoms. So he thought that he was totally well. But when I looked at his coronary calcium score, I said, okay, you're going to have trouble now because you're going to die in about um, a, a month or so. And you have got to find a bypass surgeon who's going to believe you and believe me. So we, I dictated to him, you know, what exactly to say, because he did go through about six cardiologists before one uh, agreed to do a uh, coronary, uh, a cardiac cath. Six, wow. And when they did the cardiac cath, they came running into his wife in the waiting room and said, we can't believe it. He's 99% occluded in the LAD where the two stents mm. are. We don't understand how he is playing tennis every day, much less he's refusing to stay, and he says he'll think about it and come back in two weeks. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he had a bypass of that area where the uh, two stents were, and he's fine. But the, the, the bottom line is, even if you feel well, and especially people that we have counseled over the years, 
I think they make collateral circulation. Sure they do. So that they don't have the same symptoms. Cardiologists are absolutely clueless about the molecular biochemistry of healing. And so they only wait until you have a symptom. They're not interested unless you have uh, angina, uh, you can't walk across the floor because your heart failure, or uh, you have atrial fib. They're not interested in well people because they frankly don't have a clue of what to do with them. And so that's why that your test, I was so tickled to see that you have it. In fact, we've referred many of our readers who are in the Houston or Texas area, actually, um, to your facility because uh, I'm tickled that you have it. It's, uh, as I say, we've probably done it longer than anyone else who's living and still practicing. <laughs> right. Because as soon as it was uh, created, well, about 1995, uh, in fact, I was in Texas where the, uh, at uh, Bill Ray's meeting where they first, uh, Ted Simon, uh, introduced it, and so I dragged my husband down there at that time, and then he had one of the first uh, scans. Yeah. By the wow. way, I have familial hypercholesterolemia. I had a cholesterol well over 500 for over 20 years, and my cardiac cath and my coronary score are absolutely zero. There I have you go. no symptoms, no medicines. I don't even have gray hair. Um, I had over 24 incurable things, so I don't want anybody to think that I'm like... Uh, totally pristine here. Um, <laughs> I, I had a lot of problems, and that's what forced me to learn God's molecular biochemistry of healing, because mm -hmm. medicine is utterly clueless. They could care less. In fact, when you, <clears throat> as we've done in the newsletters uh, over the years, we've analyzed the practice guidelines for uh, the various specialties, and never is the word cure used, but always medical management, because it's just the pharmaceutical company right. that they're promoting. And that's partly why we are the number one most expensive medical care system on the planet. But we're not number one, two, or three. As the Journal of the American Medical Association showed us last year, we are an abysmal 43. You can have better health living in 42 other countries. Countries you can in the United <laughs> States. So we're basically the walking wounded is what we are. Uh, no, we're the masters of chronic disease. Yeah. We lead the world in chronic disease. There's nobody that has more chronic disease than we do. And um, we've, we've developed um, uh, an acronym, uh, I have, to help people figure out what to do when they think they're stuck, when they just they can't get better. They're mired in medications. Um, and so we've, the acronym is THINK, T-H-I-N-K, because you look for the toxins, the hormones, the intestinal dysbiosis, the nutrient deficiencies, or the knowledge gaps, which can be anything from uh, uh, dental meridian uh, implant uh, interruptions uh, so that you can no longer make the energy for healing and how to bypass those with pulse electromagnetic field machines, etc. Well, so let's um, go over that again. Think. Your acronym is thyroid? No, toxins. Toxins. Hormones, then hormones, hormones. That's where your thyroid book comes in. Right, and then and then you <laughs> and then intestines, right? Nutrient deficiencies and knowledge gaps, because every one of those five categories, if you have one of those that is too overloaded, you will never get that well. And we see it all the time because we have an 11-page assay where we look at people's vitamins, minerals, fatty acids, amino acids, organics, etc. Crystal ball tests are some of them are in there, and it shows if you're going to be dead in three weeks, three months, three years. And the beauty is, which is why I'm still doing it at 76 instead of being on the tennis court, which is what I would prefer, um, is they're all fixable. They're totally fixable. 
And yet my husband and I have interviewed over 30 cardiologists, internists, etc. in the last few years. We, they're clueless, and this is in three states. I have not found one who even knows what a tocotrienol is. They, they just don't know any. They don't even know that. You know, some of them are a teeny bit smart, and they know the importance of the omega-3s. So what do they do? They, they advise any old omega-3s, which is junk oil. It does not flip-flop, oscillate, gyrate like the normal chemistry should. Chemistry is in motion. It is not just sitting there flat dead. Plus, they know nothing about the anchors, the PC, the PS, etc., to hold it in. They don't repair the carriers, which are damaged by the phthalates, etc. I mean, it just, it's so, there's so much evidence in uh, wonderful journals like the Journal of Nutritional Biochemistry uh, absolutely proving how I, I, my, my attorney friends say, you can't use the word criminal, and it implies intent and all this stuff. My gosh, they're so ignorant. It's, it defies uh, anything. Well, you said, you mentioned a word back there, uh, tocotrienol? Tocotrienol. Trienol. So what, what is that? Uh, we've talked about those in the last five years of the newsletters and lots of the books. Um, Real vitamin E, which you know has been trashed by the Journal of the American Medical Association because when they do their studies, they're either crooked or stupid, and because what they do is they use only one, one. part of vitamin E, right. and that's alpha tocopherol. That's like going to the car dealer and saying, oh, I'd like to buy a new car, but I can only afford one out of every eight parts, and I expect it to work, though, <laughs> And because real vitamin E is eight entities, four tocopherols, four tocotrienols, alpha, beta, delta, gamma. The tocotrienols, for example, we have huge evidence in the newsletters in the last few years and in various books. Uh, you can't heal anything. Cancer, heart disease, name it. doesn't matter what the label is. In fact, most people die from labelitis. Uh, you can't heal it without adequate levels of delta tocotrienols. Mm. And yet most doctors don't even, they don't even know what That's it interesting. is. Well, the vitamin E that we have contains all eight active ingredients in vitamin E rather than just one. Right. So well, that's, that's why I'm on your show and right. not somebody else's. Right. <laughs> well, listen, uh, let's, get, uh, let's talk about ketogenic eating program, which is known as a keto diet, which very frankly has swelt, swept uh, in the lay public people that are interested in their health. We've seen more and more people that, yeah, I know about a ketogenic. In fact, I just, I had uh, my driver drove uh, my wife and home yesterday. We celebrated our 51st anniversary. We were up in Colorado Springs. We came home yesterday afternoon. And the fellow that picked us up, our, our driver with uh, GHL here in Houston, said, he started talking to me and he said, I had a biologist about six months ago I picked up and took over to Baylor and he told me about the ketogenic diet and I have lost 92 pounds. Wow. In the last six <laughs> months, eating a ketogenic diet, he said, I just, I, I'm not hungry. And, and, you know, he still needs to lose, probably needs to lose another 50 or 60 pounds. But he was, he said, I can't tell you how good I feel. Well, obviously, if you lose 90 pounds, you're going to feel a whole lot better than if you had on those 90 pounds. But, but people are picking up on this more and more uh, about, about the ketogenic eating program. But you don't hear anything from conventional medicine about it unless it condemns it because it's a, it's a, it's a, eating program that's high in healthy fats and oils. So why don't you tell us, give us your take on the ketogenic program. Well, first of all, um, the, the uh, unknowledgeable physicians who 
badmouth the ketogenic diet are clueless uh, about how we got into the problem of blaming fat. Uh, decades ago, quickly, um, they said, oh, people are dying of heart attacks and there's plugs in the coronary arteries. Let's find out what those plugs are made of. And their pathologist said, well, there's cholesterol in those plugs. So, bam, immediately we have uh, a war on fat. We have uh, war on, corn war on. oil and Crisco and margarines and cholesterol-lowering drugs, etc. And then everybody's ego is in it, the financial, etc. That is like saying, oh, well, every time there's a crime, we find policemen, so they probably caused it. <laughs> and every time there's a house fire, we find firemen, so I bet they caused it. That was one of the most dumbass decisions they ever made, and they've clung to it since then. In fact, our whole medical system is wrapped around it. And um, what, what uh, there are huge amounts of papers which we are... Uh, uh, evidencing uh, slowly in the newsletters and the, and the next book, because uh, the overwhelming evidence, in fact, even from uh, 2002 Journal Circulation, an article, um, insulin causes endothelial dysfunction. Well, that's the basis of all disease, endothelial dysfunction. Right. The, the high blood pressure, uh, sleep apnea, whatever you want to call it, coronary artery disease, plaque, um, it, it all starts there. So there's overwhelming evidence that carbohydrates and sugars are the cause of cardiovascular disease. And we have the evidence in just seeing um, people's diets. We've looked at the Ornish people. We've looked at the uh, every type of diet going. I used to lecture with Bob Adkins, uh, um, Linus Pauling, etc. So uh, we, we've seen all sorts of diets and the evidence in people's blood work of what's going on. Uh, part of the benefits, there are many benefits from the keto diet, but one of them is it's really a, a yeast program because right. you're not doing the grains. So most people have guts full of yeast. I'm so glad that you are one of the few sources. In fact, we use it all the time in our newsletter for the nystatin powder so that people can use the program in how to cure diabetes right. to get rid of their uh, candida, sporobolomyces, geotricum, etc., the fungi that are secretly growing in their guts and causing thyroiditis, uh, autoimmune diseases of all sorts. Okay. The keto eating program. Explain what keto eating is so people can understand that. Well, that's one of the problems. It has many definitions. It started about 50 years ago by rescuing children who had epilepsy that was drug-resistant. That keto diet is for parts fat to one part combined carbohydrates and carbohydrate protein. and protein they have since dropped it way down to make it easier for people to 70 20 10 but for example when people start it First of all, their doctor will say, oh, well, look at all these hundreds of articles that say high-fat diet is so dangerous. How can you ignore these? So I, you know me, I'm a reference junkie, and uh, I read over four hours of molecular biochemistry every day for the last 20 years. Um, so I went and read all these papers. Most of the papers that have the words high-fat diet in their title, guess what the ratio is? What? The normal animal chow, rats, mice, etc., whatever they're using, is 
60% carbohydrate because it is meant to mimic the standard American diet. From there on, when they do a test of elevated fats, they usually change the fats from about 5% to 20%. So they're really just saying, and they never say how much trans fats, how much uh, heavy metals, any type of contamination or whatever is going on. They don't assay well the uh, fats that they give. They just say, oh, well, we, we, give it, we, we gave these fats and, and made it up to 20%. So what they're really showing is the standard American high-carbohydrate diet, as soon as you add anything like tra- a few trashy fats, you're going to make them worse and you can make uh, insulin resistance. Right. And so that's how that got, and there's so much evidence uh, that we've, we'll be going into further um, on how the high-fat diet actually promotes elevation of HDL. That, along coupled with LCAT, is what pulls plaque off from the coronary arteries. But again, only if the person is working with a full deck of nutrients. They, uh, people can tell if they have uh, elevate uh, if they have insulin resistance, and in fact, it's been on their blood tests forever. It's just their doctor doesn't know enough to uh, tell them how to do it. You divide the HDL into the triglycerides, right? And a normal person should be far less than 1.5, preferably one one to one. And then if it's elevated, um, then they have insulin resistance, and they can start working on it. Um, where should we go? <laughs> I mean, that's well, so, my, my so brain is like bursting with things right. I want to tell well, you, but I don't want to bog you down. Okay. Well, well, let's just let's just talk about if somebody wants to, what are the what are the benefits of eat, eating a keto? Explain to us how a ketogenic and in getting into ketosis how that's different from having a diet that's high in simple carbohydrates, the grain products, the potatoes, the rice, the corn products? I guess the simplest way is that the carbos and the sugars are now proven to be the cause of of whatever you want to call it. Fatty liver, insulin resistance, you can call it uh, coronary artery disease, you can call it cancer, You, you can call it whatever disease you have, but they, and obesity, because insulin is triggered by hypercarbos and sugars. That, in turn, triggers elevated triglycerides. That's where you get the people with right. NASH, non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, the number one liver disease now. And, and the hepatologists are utterly clueless. They never look at the 34 fatty acids so they can cure it, um, at least uh, any of the records I've seen. When I consult with our readers on the phone in two dozen countries to interpret their cardioion tests, Uh, I first um, have them send me the last three years of their records, and I see everything that's been done, and um, they they know nothing. In fact, I've had the most phenomenal education, Dr. Hotze, because I don't know where else I could have gotten this education, because in reviewing their records, I see the records from Harvard, Cleveland Clinic, Mayo Clinic, Hopkins. I see creme de la creme, the most high-profile clinics on the planet and different countries as well. Do you think any of them do any of this molecular biochemistry of healing? Nope. So anyway, um, 
the so uh, a big thing for people is to get rid of their of going to I mean whenever my husband and I would go to a new town uh, first thing we do is search out the bakery and find the best french bread and uh, right. now you know you don't go to a bakery mm-hmm. or you make your own breads out of almond flour and so forth because you don't have breads pasta pizza bagels donuts chips etc you don't have root vegetables carrots potatoes uh, beets etc you don't do fruits and for a lot of people this is like oh my gosh how could i possibly live without these but that's only until you get started because there's a huge vast array of different types of people people who need to lose a hundred pounds etc uh... they don't do the same diet as some skinny mini who just wants to have better energy or a better right. brain function. And so it, again, is very individual. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of times people just read the stuff and then dive right in, but they don't know that they're not playing with a full deck of nutrients, and so they're slated for failure. And they can even, I've seen the levels. What, what prompted me to um, ask you if I could talk about this subject is that I've seen the levels now of people who thought they were very well, they've been doing the keto experience for a year, and their magnesium levels are off the chart. They, they should have had a heart attack yesterday. Or their zinc. We just did an article in the news, I think it was last year, I forget where, maybe this year, where even if you just follow, and I did a medical paper on it too, um, even if you follow just like six enzymes, that zinc is in, out of 300 that zinc is in, it can show you how you can develop every disease. It's in delta-5 desaturase so that you can't process your fatty acids, even if you're taking the well, the right ones. You can't change vitamin B6 to its active form, pyridoxal 5-phosphate, so even though your quinolinate is a sign of serious brain deterioration, even with, before you have any symptoms, you can't repair that. You can't change beta-carotene into vitamin A because you don't have enough uh, zinc in the retinaldehyde, and et cetera. It goes on and on. Plus, you're always acidic because you can't make enough carbonic anhydrase to alkalinize the body. You can't make enough, you don't have enough zinc to uh, improve well, the insulin-degrading enzyme is zinc-dependent, so now you don't break it down. Plus, the zinc fingers that are in uh, all cell membranes receptors, so that even if you, uh, you can't hold the zinc in there, so when the receptors are not working well, then um, you keep making more insulin, hence you have insulin resistance. So you see, and, and then they have low levels of selenium. They can't convert mm-hmm. T4 to the active form T3, so they're forever tired and depressed and high cholesterol and overweight, and they don't know what's wrong with them because medicine is using the antiquated norms. What they have as norm, for example, for uh, uh, what a free T3 is something like 2.2 to 4.4. No, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be over 3.5. Same thing with vitamin D. The norm on all commercial labs is 30 to 100. No, that's only if you don't want to have rickets. If you don't want to have heart disease and cancer and, and die or have recurrent infections, you have to be 80 to 90. Right. And, and so the norms are not even right. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's interesting talking about that, and, and I try to keep my levels somewhere above 80 at least. I'm usually running the 90s. I have to take 25,000 units a day to get there. A day. 
And I have, you, you need something else. Something is, is wrong. I know. You don't, you're not making enough either. I'm not uh, digesting it Digestive well. enzymes, lipase, whatever. And you don't want to just say, oh, well, I'll take it, because why would you do that when you can fix it? Right. But Dr. Rogers, you do bring up a good point because people get so focused on what can I eat, what can I eat on the ketogenic diet and trying to be good with that. They're, they're completely missing the, what is also equally important, which is the right vitamins and supplements to support yeah. that. And, and in terms of what to eat, that's pretty easy. I mean, like for breakfast, they can just have uh, two organic eggs, a um, slice of bacon, uh, saute the uh, uh, handful of kale greens in uh, the bacon fat, and um, make sure they use two tablespoons or, of, uh, or even just one tablespoon of butter when they're um, cooking the eggs. And you pretty much have a 70-20-10. And uh, so anyway, in the newsletters, we're going to start going into how to gear up your uh, diets easily. Uh, because and then again, the seventy twenty ten is only a, a beginning guideline for, that's, for that, the that's average se- person. That's seventy. That's seventy percent fat. What the person mm-hmm. needs. A seventy percent fat, twenty percent carbs, ten percent protein, and enough. That's no. no, it's twenty percent. Twenty percent protein, ten percent carbs. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you know, here, here's another thing uh, on the uh, paleo eating program. A lot of people just eat a lot of meat and not so many much vegetables. And listeners, what you need to understand is when you eat protein, if your body doesn't have it, you're not taking any carbs in, your body will convert that protein if you eat too much through a process called gluconeogenesis. That means the making of sh- sugar, the making of glucose. It'll turn that protein into sugar. And so you don't want to be, you don't want to eat too much meat. I think three or four ounces is about all I can eat. I weigh 178 pounds and I, I just am not, I can't eat any more of that. Here's my eating program in that that I'm on uh, at least five days a week. I get up in the morning and I have a cup of coffee and I have a tablespoon of coconut oil and some stevia and I have a big cup of coffee. That's it. I know and yesterday I had, we were on a vacation. I had a uh, omelet, which are good for you. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but I like the idea of, uh, of a one day f- of 24 hour fast. I don't eat lunch. I'm never hungry at lunch. When I'm really never hungry for dinner, and for dinner I'll have, uh, I eat the same thing almost every day. Chopped broccoli, chopped spinach, chopped pecans, um, maybe three or four raspberries on top, and then I'll put, or maybe a slice of apple um, on it, and then I put olive oil and balsamic vinegar. That's it. And then I eat a bunch of green vegetables, always going to have steamed broccoli, steamed spinach with butter on top of it, and a little fish or a little meat, and that's it. That's all I have. And that's that's my that's all I eat, and so that'd be a twenty. That would be an effective almost a twenty if you don't count the coffee. It's a twenty-four hour fast. It's intermittent fasting, and we do have people here on our staff. I think you've done it before. Mm-hmm. Forty-eight forty-eight hour fast. My wife does forty-eight hour fast. One of our physicians here every month does a four-day fast. He'll do he'll uh, and so he he practices what he preaches. But I think the intermittent fasting can be very helpful. And folks, it, to get on this eating program takes about a week to two weeks for your body to adjust because sugar and all the simple carbohydrates that are that are converted to sugar are highly addictive. Sugar is very, very addictive. As a matter of fact, in animal studies, when given a choice between cocaine and sugar, mice will pick sugar all the time. It, it affects the uh, neuroreceptors in the brain where the opioids hit. And 
So it's very, very addictive. So you can feel terrible coming off sugar if you have if you have a high simple carbohydrate diet. But a sugar diet is highly inflammatory, and that this is what leads to people forget for to get inflammatory heart disease and coronary artery disease is the inflammation caused by the sugar. And Dr. Yudkin wrote about that, Y-U-D-K-I-N, 20 or 30 years ago on, on the uh, harmful effects of sugar. And while it may taste good and sweet, there's other options. As a matter of fact, we have a recipe for, for a cheesecake using stevia or erythritol. We it. do. <laughs> and, and, and using almond at the bottom. It's delicious. So mm. you, you can still, which would be key. It is delicious. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. So... But the key thing is, is you want to eliminate the simple carbs. The long and the short of it is, if you want to get healthy and well and lose weight, you gotta, you've got to eliminate the carbs so your body is no longer burning glucose in the mitochondria, which are the power plants inside your cells that produce electrical energy, and they are dependent upon the nutrients you eat, the vitamins and minerals you have in your body, and upon the hormones, particularly thyroid hormone T3, that activate the mitochondria, the power plants in your cells so that you produce electrical energy that then drives all the biochemical processes. Now, if you're toxic, then you downregulate. If you've got all these toxins in your system, you downregulate the mitochondria, the power plants, and you're a low-voltage individual. So the whole goal of the program, getting people on a program, is get the mitochondria healthy, get the power plants producing high levels of voltage so you're alive wire again. And as you can tell by Sherry Rogers, even at the uh, young age of 76, she's full of energy, brimming with energy. Absolutely. You know, my wife's 70. We were out horseback riding last year on her 50th wedding anniversary of 69. We did uh, zip lining up in the mountains over a thousand foot cliff, <laughs> a thousand foot cliffs. And so uh, you can still, you know, if we're going to be alive at 69 and 70, 75 or 80, 85, why not be alive? Why be part of the walking wounded on all these drugs? which, as my dad said, just poison you to death. And remember, all drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, are toxins. They're toxins. We know that because they have to be detoxified by the liver. So the liver detoxifies toxins. And the other definition for toxin, number one definition, is poison. So the pharmaceutical drugs are poisons. They will poison your body. And you can't poison anybody to good health. There's just no way it can be done. It's it's. The, the whole con, you don't have to be a doctor or a scientist to figure out you cannot poison yourself to good health. What, uh, what Hippocrates has said and what Dr. Rogers has said today and what we believe here is the first and foremost foundation of all good health is a healthy eating lifestyle. Now, when you eat a, a, a diet that's high in the simple carbs that convert to sugar, your body's burning glucose and it's equivalent to uh, you having a fireplace in your house and your and your wife says, honey, why don't we get a fire going tonight? That cool front came in. Let's get a little fire going. You say, okay, get me some newspaper. And she brings you a newspaper and you throw it on the fire and it burns up. I need some more newspaper. And it burns up, it burns up. And she goes, honey, why don't you just go get a log? It'll burn nice and slow. And that's the difference between sugar, which is like newspaper that burns up quickly and you get sugar highs and sugar lows. And when you're, when you're burning fat, which burns slowly and satisfies, and so you're not hungry. You don't have these urges to go eat all this junk food. And once you get over that, it may take a week, it may take to two weeks, all of a sudden you go like, you know what, I feel great, I'm not even hungry. And, 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 and so that's, that's what I've found on a ketogenic eating program. It enables you, it just it, it gets rid of your hunger because, it, because when you eat fat, it secretes an insulin, it, I'm sorry, it secretes a... a, a Hormone in the in the stomach, and I'm blanking on it, that satisfies and goes to the brain. What is that hormone's name? You may know it offhand. I, I'm blanking on it right now. 
Oh, it, not the leptins, but the other one, that other word that I think okay. it begins with it, L. Anyway, I, I try to stay away from all those terms because I find that they just cloud people's minds. And you're right in avoiding them because we can always look up all these chemical terms. In fact, um, we know, for example, vanadium is an insulin mimic. Uh, I have yet to see ever one diabetologist who knows about it. And we know exactly how it, it uh, changes the tyrosine uh, phosphorylation, et cetera. People don't want to hear about that. Right. <laughs> and, and, but it is crucial. And in fact, when the keto people examine the beta-hydroxybutyrate uh, as one of the indicators of whether they're keto, uh, that doesn't just mean they are ketotic. It also means they're low. It can mean they're low in chromium, they're low in vanadium, they have not repaired the insulin receptors, etc. So it's not it's not the end-all, be-all test that the keto folks try to make uh, people think it is. So basically, as a summary, um, if you don't, what you don't eat is just as important as what you do eat, and that would be the the seven M. And whenever you're stuck, think, just think: toxins, hormones intestines, nutrient deficiencies, knowledge gaps, because somewhere there you are going to find what makes you make the flip and now you will be well. And the basic premise of the keto diet is, uh, you know, intermittent fasting, calorie restriction, exercise, high fat, low carbos, low sugar, and fix your nutrient deficiencies uh, beforehand so that you don't kill yourself. And uh, so basically, go to prestigepublishing.com and make yourself too smart to fail. Well, you're doing all the work for us because I was going to ask you how we could find you. And I was going to ask you some takeaways for the audience. You've and done that, that very well. She, she, <laughs> yeah. she, um, go to prestigepublishing.com. P-R-E-S-T-I-G-E. Prestige. She's a prestigious physician. Yes, she, she has is. Prestigepublishing.com. Her books are located there. You can get on her uh, monthly newsletter, which I'd highly recommend you doing. And you can educate yourself so that you will be a... Listen, folks, nobody cares more about your health than you do. And if you don't care about your health, nobody's going to care about your health. Your, your doctor, your, your spouse, your uh, other than they'll be griping at you, your, uh, your insurance company, the government, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. If you don't take charge of your health, who else is going to take charge of your health? So... This is what we recommend at the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center is that you do a 180. You're driving down the freeway on the wrong side of the health highway, and you're going to hit a, you're going to come to overpass, and you're getting a wreck, and it's going to cripple you or kill you. Get yourself on the right side of the health highway and take charge of your health. Do a 180 and join the wellness revolution. Thank you, uh, Dr. Sherry Rogers, for all you have done over the last 30, 40 years in all your publications, your writing, your studying, really. I mean, you're, you're, oh, it's, it's incredible. Just, it's wonderful. So we thank you for leading the way, and God bless you. And we look forward to have you back again soon. This is, uh, uh, this is Dr. Sherry Rogers, who's been our guest, and we're very grateful for you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Yes, thank, thank you, Dr. Rogers. And I would just want to underscore that and say that, you know, she's – who else studies biochemistry four hours every night? That is just amazing. So definitely go to prestigepublishing.com so you can find out more about her newsletters and her books. I always learn something new, at least, well, I should say one thing, many things. It's like drinking out of a fire hose. She's such a wealth of information. But definitely, we're so glad you joined us here today. And remember, if you want a complimentary consultation, want to get a health coach, get on a path of health and wellness naturally. 
you can always give us a call at 281-698-8698. That's 281-698-8698. Thank you for joining us today at Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution. A special thanks to Physicians Preference Pharmacy, formerly Hotsey Pharmacy, proud sponsor of Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution podcast. Information provided on this radio program is neither intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice and is not intended to replace the services of a physician, nor does it constitute a doctor-patient relationship. You should not use information from this radio program to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without consulting with a qualified health care provider. If you have or suspect you have an urgent medical problem, promptly contact a professional health care provider or call 911. Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution radio program advises you to always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health provider prior to starting any new treatment or with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Any application of the recommendations from this radio program is at the listener's discretion.